passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. He is Mike S. We, the Mike's on Mike's, this is Drive-By Wrestling. Mike, how the hell's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good, man. It's like uh, Christmas Eve for me, dude. Cause ah, yes, big plans this weekend, correct? I don't work tomorrow, and then it's <laughs> off to Michigan for the Deathmatch Circus. Uh, my go, first deathmatch show of the year, because Ohio fucking sucks. And let me tell you what, man. I fucking need this, dude. I need <laughs> the glass and the blood and the tacks and the fucking skewers and the fucking staples, man. I fucking need it, bud. I need to see that shit. Listen. Not my thing, but far from me to uh, not want you to have what you need, you know? Like watching it on TV, it ain't the same, my dude. It doesn't give you the same, uh, that like, that rush, man, of having the glass fucking bounce off of you and, oh man, <laughs> getting blood on your shoes and fucking picking glass out of your fucking shoes and just man it's just like you can't beat that live man you just can't and you know you got that coming up we talked last week about uh forbidden door i know of course it's more your thing than mine obviously but I know some things were stated. I didn't watch the show, but I heard maybe that it was better than expected. Um, so, first of all, this show was a fucking banger of a pay-per-view, man. A <laughs> fucking banger of a pay-per-view. And second of all, everything I said last week about this show was just completely incorrect. Completely incorrect. <laughs> I listened back to this, like or a show like two days ago or something because i was like i'm gonna wait till after i finish watching forbidden door because i didn't really get to finish it till like monday um i'm gonna wait till i finish forbidden door and then i'll go back and listen you know just to kind of see where our thoughts were and uh right. oh, holy fucking shit <laughs> like holy shit man like everything i said was just like my expectations or thoughts or predictions on everything was just so inherently like wrong that I felt the need to come on here and just state how absolutely fucking wrong I was about all of it. Like so fucking wrong was I about everything about this pay-per-view. And I really thought a lot of it was going to be like lackluster or something, man, but like holy shit shit and like the predictions i had for matches that hadn't been named yet like like they hadn't even really got us the main event like settled in by the time we recorded right so i'm like ah it's gonna be a fucking tag match it's gonna be a waste to everybody no no 
It's not. As it turns out, it's a banger of a four-way match for the IWGP heavyweight fucking title. Like, we just had a pay-per-view where the IWGP heavyweight title was defended by one of the best wrestlers in the world against three of the best wrestlers in the world and then had fucking John Moxley, the one of the best brawling wrestlers in the world right now, taking on fucking Japanese Cena Hiroshi Tanahashi for the AEW title. <laughs> like, what fucking world do we live in, man? Like, what world do we live in? And even the things I was like, that's ah, kind of a waste. I, I, I didn't say it was a waste of Will Ospreay, but I did say it was a waste of Will Ospreay. But I even said on the show, Orange Cassidy can go, but we don't get a lot of that. But I feel like maybe there was a better option. No. Right. Fucking banger of a match, man. Uh, I was disappointed because... Daniel Bryan wasn't going to be able to take on Zack Sabre Jr. And to me, that was like a, why are we even doing this pay-per-view if we can't have this fucking match? And then Claudio Castanelli comes out, and that's a fucking banger of a match. I mean, dude, like, this was a very fucking good pay-per-view. Very, very fucking good pay-per-view, man. Very, very good surprisingly good shockingly so i threw out three names for the mystery uh i mean i'm not going to take credit because it was a pretty solid three names and one of those three it was uh cesaro claudio whatever you want to call him uh good for him Mm. good for him for getting paid don't hype your train Uh, i listened to the show two weeks ago you thought it was going to be samoa joe I thought that it was. <laughs> gotcha, I bitch. thought it was definitely not going to be good Johnny Gargano, even though I threw him on there. Um, I probably thought, yeah, I definitely lean more towards Samoa Joe. Uh, it's all right because once you said Samoa Joe to me, I was like, oh fuck, I didn't even really consider that. That's a that's a real solid possibility there. But again, with uh, with it being Claudio, as I said, good for him. I think he's a amazing talent to have on a roster. I do kind of get a little tired of seeing the oh, thank God he's here now. He's gonna like change everything and be the best ever. Like, haven't we seen enough of this happen where that actually is not the result? That we can just be happy that they're on a roster and working, and we can watch them, right? Wow fans <laughs> so uh good for him got a probably a decent contract at a you know i don't want to say an advanced age but for a pro wrestler who's not saying aj styles in their career uh he's getting a good payday and that's freaking awesome and good for him i think he will do well there especially immediately being aligned with a faction that Fans are really, really into, right, with the world champion. Mm-hmm. So, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Uh, other thing I was very wrong about. I was like, why the fuck is Will Ospreay not taking on Pac? We got fucking Pac in this stupid fucking tournament that you know he's not going to win doing <laughs> fucking nothing over here. And he won. All Atlantic champion. So, you know, man, uh, it was just a series of, like, things that happened in this pay-per-view where I was like, Jesus. Man. Could you, been, uh, could you have been more wrong about fucking everything? <laughs> right. Um, this is really off topic, and by the time people hear this, it will be old news, but I literally just stumbled across. Logan Paul literally just signed with the WWE. Oh, really? 
Uh, yeah, there's a tweet from him just signed with the WWE, and I was like, oh, okay. But the pictures, it's literally him and Stephanie, and he's signing a contract. He's actually officially in the WWE. I don't hate this at all, actually. Um, any positive mainstream? Any mainstream? I'm not gonna say positive because Logan Paul doesn't always bring positive looks, but neither did Dennis Rodman. Uh, any right. mainstream view like this, uh, I think, is good. And and on top of that, uh, credit where credit's due, he did extremely well, overshot any probably expectation that the majority of people have in WrestleMania. So. Oh yeah, man, he's on that. Sh- it. He's on that short list with uh, Bad Bunny and Stephen Amell. Right, and on on the on the more positive side for him, no offense to Bad Bunny, but Logan Paul looks super athletic, in shape, he's strong. You know what I mean? He he fits the type. So, mm. hey, cool, I'm all for it. Anyway, back speaking to of Stephen Amell, side. if you guys haven't watched Heels and you're wrestling fans, you should probably watch it. Yeah, I've I don't have stars. <laughs> yeah, man, do you have a fire stick? Um, I don't. Why don't you have a fire stick? Everybody get a fire stick and then download the app Cinema HD. And you could watch fucking everything, okay? Like, that's a pro tip for me to everybody listening. Everybody got a streaming device now. If you got a Roku, that's fine. A Roku's a decent device. If you have an Apple TV, you're a fucking idiot. Because pro tip about Apple TV is Apple TVs, at a certain point, you can't update anymore, and then that means you can't update the apps anymore, because I've got an Apple TV that someone bought my wife in 2014, and we haven't been able to use it since 2016. So, um, but a Fire Stick allows people to upload their own apps that they've made and created just for you. Like, there's an app on the Fire Stick that ain't got, it plays nothing but, like, Sanford and Son, 24 hours a day, <laughs> right on the clock. That's not a lie. Um, but they got this app called Cinema HD. If you got an Android phone, you can also get it on that. And you can pretty much just watch whatever you want. Pretty much. Boy, or, uh, you I have a friend I have... that's got a dope Plex account and upload <laughs> shit to it, which is how I watched I have... it. I have two uh, Roku TVs. So. Mm. You gotta get you a Fire Stick, man. Yeah. 40 bucks, bro. Yeah. 40 bucks, yeah. bro. I know. I did know. you get to watch anyway. uh, Doctor Strange? Oh, I did. Yeah. I definitely did. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Maybe not. Yeah, we'll have to we'll talk, talk about, about that. that. Uh, but yeah. Um, any. Now, okay. Forbidden Door. Anything else you want to clean up there, or are you ready to move on to... I was just uh, wrong about everything. Um, the the ending to Mox Tanahashi was a bit awkward. Uh, I didn't care much for that. Um, I also have to continue to take issue with the AEW women's division. Um... <laughs> Dude, you guys gotta stop pulling the fucking Hunter in, like, 2002-2003 gimmick, where every time someone new comes into this company, you have them immediately get a title shot and then fucking lose. <sighs> to Bert Baker? 
<laughs> not even just a bit breaker. Britt Baker, which who was the person for a while, but now it's just like, oh, this is just what they do in the women's division. Right. Someone new comes in with a bunch of fucking hype, and you give them a fucking title shot, and then they lose. And by the way, that does fucking nothing for anybody. It does nothing for anybody. All you've done is maybe makes your champion look better, but like. It does nothing for, like, building that division. Because now you've just got these people that just... Same reason why no one took Scott Steiner serious. Huh? Because he came in... Right. ...and just was beaten right away. Same reason no one took Goldberg serious on that run. Same reason no one took DDP serious. That was more about the fucking Undertaker's wife, though. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you just can't keep bringing these people in. Like, Athena didn't fucking win. You know? Like... Like, no, like, you can't keep bringing these people in and putting them in these, like, main event spots and then having them lose, man. It doesn't do anything for your division because then you got this person who now has to, like, like, you brought them in as a loser. Straight up. Right. You brought them in as a loser and now... They're like, second thing they have to do in this company is, like, get over the hump of being looked at as a fucking loser in their debut. Right. And I just don't understand this ongoing need to do this within their women's division. They don't do this in the men's division. But within the women's division, they have to. I'll understand it. I don't get it. But hey, man, I'm not a billionaire. I don't own a wrestling company. <laughs> well, Tony Khan does, and he just produced, correct me if I'm wrong, the second Blood and Guts episode of Dynamite? Yeah, it was the second one. Okay. I was I was afraid I missed one there, but I was pretty sure it was the second one. Okay. So, okay. I were, they were supposed were to do it, and then COVID. That's right. Okay. So I'm a day, I'm, we're recording a day early, pull behind the curtain, so I haven't even pretended that i could watch this at this point in time but i know you got to check some stuff out thoughts um man this was pretty good this was pretty good um what 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 exactly was the jericho appreciation society wearing i think they were trying to do like a dude first of all they did a little dance when they came out (laughs) did you see that I did not. They came out and did like a pose and like a little like quick dance and then kind of like walked to the ring. Uh, I think to me it felt like a, uh, well, it's Pride Month, right? Uh Uh-huh. It felt like just like a Pride um, Clockwork Orange. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying that's the vibe they were going for. You know, I'm right. just saying that's how it came off to this guy. Um, okay. Like a pride clockwork orange. And I don't know. That's the vibe. You know, that's just kind of what I like took out of it. I was like, you're doing like a little flashy clockwork orange thing, you know, with the hats and all that. Um, I just want to say how, as a deathmatch fan, how fucking cool, <laughs> cool I w- thought it was that they used skewers on national tv last night even though even though he 
didn't have a big enough bundle in his hand, and he smacked them too hard, so he broke them. And <laughs> the camera angle was bad, so you didn't really get like the good visual of them sticking out. And it's kind of like, Mox, you're the fucking GCW heavyweight champion, man. You wrestled in CZW, dude. Like, I know you know how to skewer someone. And also, if you're not going to fucking do Masada's shit right, shout out Masada, who is the man who essentially invented fucking skewering someone. Uh, if you're not going to do it as well as Masada does it, then don't fucking do it. And I saw Masada had some thoughts on this, and he was not at all fucking happy. He don't like when people steal the skewers, man. It'd be like... In deathmatch, like, stealing someone's, like, original, like, kind of, like, spot like that. He's, like, taking someone's finisher or something, you know? Okay. Um, Atticus Kogar does the skewers a lot, but mm. I'm pretty sure part of his gimmick is just being a little bitch. So, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> uh, what? I'm serious. I'm not even saying that because I dislike him. I'm actually, I just... Not that I'm a fan. Threw my t-shirt in the garbage. But, um... <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure his gimmick is just, like, being this little, like, whiny emo boy. Um, so... Masada was not happy about the skewers. And I'm not even doing it right. But I do think it's cool that we got skewers on national TV. I'm not gonna fucking complain about that. This is a really good match, man. It was... Pretty fucking brutal. Um, as a deathmatch fan, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun shit. Um, I, I I like that they're setting up Eddie Kingston and Claudio because we all kind of saw that coming anyway. If you know anything about that, I mean, like everybody kind of assumed that was going to be a thing coming down the pipe anyway. Um, so. Yeah, man, Blood and Guts. It was good. It was good. I honestly don't remember what any of the opening matches were. It's kind of weird. Like, I watched it all. Um, I, I I think the, the TBS title got defended. Um, I don't know. Uh, it was weird. Like, I watched it, but, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think maybe once it just got to the stuff I wanted to see or my specific interest, I just kind of put everything out. But yeah, I highly recommend anybody watching the Blood and Guts match. Um, if you're a fan of this type of match, you know, definitely I would check it out. And there we go. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, come back. There's another big show this weekend. And we know how WWE does, uh, well, premium, premium live, live events. PLEs. <laughs> I don't even hate that name either. Um, they do them well. We'll talk about that. And well, they don't do pay-per-view huge... anymore. I don't see why people are mad about that name because it's literally not a pay-per-view anymore. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, it's not. It's, 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 a, it's actually are you, a perfect are, name. Are you paying to view this thing just this one time? No. Are you streaming it on the network and you can watch it anytime you want for $9.99? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, then it's not a fucking pay-per-view. Because you exactly. literally are not paying to view it every single time. Exactly. Guys, we'll get in more into it and a massive return. Hang tight. We will be right back.
you've found Drive By, the show that is just like Monday Night Raw. Too long, too painful to endure at times, but more often than not, <laughs> has some good stuff too. Now, back to the Mike's on Mike's. Mike, 20 years of John Cena, the man himself, back on Raw this week. Again, I did. I did watch this. I, I I watched bits and pieces. I haven't got to sit down. It's been work's just been something lately. Hey, hold and... on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Duty, get the fuck away from there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Cat. For anybody that listens to the show regularly, you're aware that I uh, grow my own flowers. My cat recently has decided that it has a taste for the flowers that I grow mm. and now tries to get in the tent where my flowers grow to mm. eat all my flowers. Nice. So, uh, now when he gets close to it, I got to yell at him. This cat, man, he can't stop eating. He can't stop eating, man. He's got a fucking problem. Like he eats his food and then he goes and eats his brother's food. And then he comes up here and eats my plants. And then he goes and throws up. And then he goes and eats so much of his food that he throws up again. And then we got to, like, hide his food. And then he goes and eats his brother's food. So we got to hide that. And then, he come, and then he, like, throws up after eating his brother's food. Like, he just will eat till he throws up. And then he'll just go and eat more. He was a rescue. <laughs> He needs therapy. <laughs> well, man, he was the outside cat. You know, it's like, I don't know when food's going to come again, so I have to eat as much as I can now. Right. Exactly. He needs, he needs therapy. He, He's, uh, he has abandonment issues. I, I get it. I googled, uh, like, but... how to fix it, and they were like, oh, you can't. I was like, oh, super. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's he has He has abandonment issues. Uh, someone that we no longer feel abandoned by. See that transition. John oh. Cena returning. Returning uh, to celebrate 20 years as a member of the WWE, I did watch uh, the opening. I watched some interactions, and the interaction with the Street Profits was fantastic. I got to see the video. I don't want to call them tributes, but the the video shout-outs that they recorded. Uh, also including three AEW stars. What do you think about that, Mike? Um... Hey man, I think that's pretty cool. That, like, yes, we're on, in a world for where, every everyone involved. It's yes, pretty cool that we're in a world where we can do this, man. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely, you shouldn't. Who were they again? It was Jericho, um, Daniel Bryan, and Big Show. That's right. That's right. All that's three, right. honestly, I mean, three people that really should have been included. So that was yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like CM Punk probably. Should have said something too, because, bro, you you fuck all nothing without John Cena. Like you, like yeah, you really are. You're nothing without. And John I wonder, Cena. like you had to have the counterpoint of John Cena for you to even become CM Punk. Right, and then I wonder, was that a? Did they not ask? Did he not want to? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I'm sure they probably didn't ask him. I'm sure they. Did. I'm sure they didn't either, and I understand it. Yeah, I get it. Right <laughs> but, on. 
<laughs> but regardless, I ain't uh, even mad cool at you see. about it. Do it. It's your prerogative. Nope. <laughs> yep. It was it was totally cool to see. Um I wanna go back and watch the rest of John had yet to see his promo. I do want to check that out before uh over this holiday weekend that we all get. But yeah, anyway. His promo was, that was fun. I watched. I didn't watch any of the uh the interactions with people backstage. I don't know. He I think he did make some kind of comment about I don't know when you'll see me actually wrestle in this ring or something to that effect, but I'm hoping that's a not a red herring that's not the word i want to use but a misdirect of some sort of nature so that we are getting john cena because he's just one of those guys that you never know when we won't see him again and i always want one more because we definitely i know i've said it before i definitely didn't appreciate the man when he was there yeah uh till it was too late not till it was too too late late, but to it was way past the time where i should have appreciated what we had yes same same, same, same. And I do like that. I do like that he got to spend the last three to five years of his in ring career getting that, like his full time in ring career, um, getting that adulation. Like the whole entire fan base switched over somewhere around 2017, it feels right. like. It's short, like, I don't know, was it the US, the U.S. Open Challenge that did it? I don't know what. Yeah, I would think so. But there was just some point where just the entire fan base just shifted and was like, oh, fuck, okay, I'm an idiot. Oh, right, we're all dumb. We're all dumb. Okay, I get it now. And that's kind of what happened. <laughs> and I do love for him that he at least got to spend some time with his full-time career enjoying that yeah also we should no. probably just put the title on him one more time <laughs> one he, we gotta break that seal right we gotta take that bottle of beer off the wall right i mean look and you can agree or disagree but if you disagree you're wrong because you're looking at it with like nostalgia infused glasses John mm-hmm. Cena is the greatest WWE superstar of all time. All time. End of story. There is no debate to this. There is no argument. You cannot... John Cena is like... The Drake of wrestling, alright? Because, like, please believe if you're not a hip-hop fan, understand that Drake right now is having, like, the greatest run ever in hip-hop. And he doesn't have to be your favorite rapper. And you can think that he's shit. That's fine. That's fine. Because everybody's opinion on music is different. And that's great. You don't have to like Drake. But please believe that no one ever, none of your favorite rappers from the 90s, not Pac, not Biggie, not fucking Wu-Tang, not any of your favorite rappers, ever had a 15-year fucking run as the undisputed top guy in hip-hop. Not a single fucking one of them. Not one. Okay? That's what John Cena has done. John Cena spent 15 years as the top guy. The top guy. Hogan had an eight-year run. And in Hogan's eight-year run, they were consistently trying to find people to overtake that spot. Bret Hart had three years. Shawn Michaels had three years. 
Steve Austin had four. The Rock had five. And the Austin and Rock can't even like compare them because they had each other. Sean Cena basically did this with Randy Orton. Yep. And no disrespect to Edge, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, lots of disrespect to JBL, um, <laughs> CM Punk, or any of those people. But it was unquestioned who the top guy was. Unquestioned. Disrespect to Alberto Del Rio, too. Um, tons of disrespect. Tons of disrespect to Alberto Del Rio. Actually, let's just put all of it towards him. All disrespect to Alberto Del Rio. But uh, 15 years as the top guy. At a point that was so creatively low in the business that a lot of people thought it was going to die. Okay? Hogan was doing this at like a time when wrestling was on like NBC and getting mainstream looks and shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Austin and The Rock did it at a time that was the highest point the business will likely ever see. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart did it at probably the like the second or maybe arguably the lowest ever creative time. Right. And they didn't even fucking last three years as the guy. Okay? Cena yeah. ran this shit for a whole decade while everybody was like, this is the worst fucking thing ever. And it kept getting worse. And he was the fucking guy that kept people watching. He was the guy selling millions of merch. He sold more. He did it longer than anyone. He, uh, let's see. Uh, he sold more merch than anyone. He's done more fucking make-a-wishes than anyone. Yeah. He's, like, he's the best of all time at being a WWE superstar. He is the end-all, be-all. And, um, man, I just, give him that title one more time. Give him that title one more time. Y'all, Flair talking shit. Flair talking too much shit about you guys. Now would be the time to put him in his fucking place. Just saying. You needed someone to believably take that belt off Roman Reigns. Mm. Not a soul would fucking bitch about it being John Cena. Tell you what. No, I don't think so either. While you're putting on Reigns Lesnar 7 next month. The month after. Just remember, this could have been John Cena, and everybody would have been happy about it. <laughs> yeah, at least for that night, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine, man. That's fine. Um, I don't know what his schedule is like, though. You know, uh, are they not right. currently working on a Fast and Furious movie or something? I'm sure. I don't fucking know. And Peacemaker, uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, But yeah, it's good to have him back in any form, capacity. Uh, I'm hoping to get something more than just a few appearances out of it. But, you know, time will tell. Time will tell. I, I know he's definitely not wanting to be done but again what does the schedule allow uh i guess we will just see but what is also on the schedule i am crushing it today mike 
Uh, Money in the Bank this weekend, premium live event from WWE on the cock Saturday, not Sunday, July 2nd. Uh, I really just want to throw out the two Money in the Bank matches. We'll talk briefly about the others. We are getting a Raw Women's Championship match in Bianca Belair versus Carmella. This was supposed to be... I, I don't want to shit on them. And, and let me defend it. I know Bianca's like beat Carmella numerous times. This was supposed to be Bianca versus Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is, I believe, having concussion issues or some kind of brain trauma issues. She's no longer cleared. Look, I know people have said, oh my god, another Carmella Bianca. Yeah, I, I know. But who do you want her to beat then? You know what I mean? Like, if this was supposed to be a spot for Rhea, we can't do that. Would you rather have Carmella in the money in the bank? Or would you... And, and I mean, because of those names that we're going to talk about, I'm pretty sure you'd rather have all those women in there not losing to Bianca than Carmella, right? Oh, so, absolutely. But no one ever is happy with anything. Right. So let's just take this for what it is. Uh, the other women's match, uh, SmackDown title, Ronda versus Natalya. I love me some Ronda Rousey, but this run is not clicking with me at all. Um, it feels so unimportant. I don't know if that's speaking to her. Her, like, is the shine off? I, I don't know. Uh, is it because we're going against Natalia? I don't know, but it is what it is. I'll watch it. I'll probably enjoy it somewhat, but it, it is what it is. Usos defending the undisputed tag team championships against the street, street Profits. Could be interesting. Could have an inter- interesting outcome. Theory defending the U.S. title against Bobby Lashley. I'd like to get Cena involved there somehow, but I don't think we're getting that. Okay. Money in the Bank ladder matches. The men's was probably, probably Cody's to win. And the women's... Man, I really feel it's up in the air. Let's go with the women first. Uh, Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, formerly Gonzalez, Asuka, Shotzi, Becky Lynch. I feel like literally any woman could win this and it wouldn't be the wrong call. Asuka obviously won the title through Money in the Bank when Becky had to announce her pregnancy. That was, what, over two years ago now. Um, Becky, I feel you could go a couple ways with this. We're telling the story of Becky's downfall, right? Like, she's constantly losing. She can no longer win the big one. She's mad about it. She's talking shit about it. You could have Becky win this match and then lose on a cash-in, but... I don't think we should do that to the money in the bank. No, keep telling the story of her losing. That's the story. Yeah, plus, then that's the thing. If she won, then she'd have to, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. So, really, I I would take Asuka and Becky out of the winning just because there's other things for them. And that leaves, I I think the fan favorite would probably be Liv Morgan. Maybe after that, Alexa Bliss and then Raquel Rodriguez. I'd put Lacey and Shotzi at the bottom of the list just because people. Lacey Evans is back? She's back, man. She's been back for a little bit. Okay, right on Lacey Evans. 
And with Shotzi, you know I have love for Shotzi, uh, but she's just now recently gotten put into the picture and steady TV time, so I don't see her winning this. Um, I'm going to take the shot in the dark and go with Liv Morgan on this one, Mike. The fans have been behind her for such a long time. I think she'd be a magical cash-in if she was able to do it and win, and I think the it would be it would be the pop. It would be doing this for the pop, you know what I mean? Um... I don't watch a lot of WWE, so I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say my finger is on the pulse of what's going right. on there, you know, um, but what I do see from Liv Morgan is anytime she's put in some kind of like upper tier position, uh-huh. The fans fucking love it. And she delivers nine and times out of ten. I don't know. I don't know on that end, right? Well, I can tell you. Um, <laughs> I am right. So, I feel like... I guess how I have been looking at it as an outside observer is it feels almost like an experiment to me every time they pull her for something like right. this. And yep. I feel like maybe it's just time to, like... Pull the trigger, pull trigger on this experiment. Yep. Like, yep. maybe it's time to just, like, give her something to do and see how that goes, you know? And here's the thing, too. It's money in the bank. Do I want do I want Liv Morgan to take the title off Bianca? No. Honestly, I think Bianca should be the face of this entire company. Like, I mean the entire company, not just the women's division. She's marketable. She's personable. She's... And trying to sound sexist, she's attractive, she's strong, you know what I mean? She's a great role model for both men and women, you know what I mean? Keep yeah. the title on her for as long as you can. But just because Liv's on Raw doesn't mean shit when you win a Money in the Bank contract. I mean, the the Ronda thing isn't working out, there's no reason you can't have her cash in on her at some point in time and win this title, and the fans go absolutely apeshit, so there's always that. Uh, yeah, that's my pick. I think it's got to be Liv. Now, the men's, I feel like there's only two honest answers here. Uh, we got Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Omos, which is disastrous to me, Sami Zayn, which could be fun, uh, Riddle, and the last contestant is not determined. I was under the impression that Kevin Owens and Ezekiel slash Elias were going to have a match for this uh, qualification. I don't know if that's still on. I know the match got canceled this week. I think KO was not able to make it. I'm not sure why. Uh, surprisingly, the dirt sheets are pretty mum on that. It was a minor issue. That's all we've got reported. Uh, but he was he had to miss Raw. So, anyway. I don't know if that's still on. I don't know if there's going to be someone else swoop in and take that spot. But we'll just we'll just keep it with these names: Riddle, Zane, Omos, Sheamus, McIntyre, Rollins. I think the two clear cut leaders here are clearly Rollins and Riddle, right? Yeah, but I think Sami Zayn would be brilliant with a briefcase. Well, with the whole thing they're doing with him <laughs> trying to be a part of the bloodline, and them pretty much using him now as their whipping boy to go out and you know get beat up so they can get the advantage. 
it would be pretty brilliant to have Sami Zayn win, and he's already stated, I'm not in this match to cash in on Roman, I'm in this match to protect Roman. <laughs> uh, th- this could play out brilliantly, but this, the, the, my money, my money, they're loving Riddle, they're clearly loving Riddle, so that's a good answer. And then Rollins, with the Roman ties, with the successful history of cash-ins uh epic most epic cash-in in history right like yeah i <laughs> which think involved that which involved which involved roman and brock that's true i think you can't um ever discount seth rollins for something like no, this right never whenever seth rollins is involved in something he's always gonna be a contender in that, that conversation thing. yep yes yes uh seth rollins i just had to explain to someone the other day <laughs> like understand that if seth rollins was unleashed you probably wouldn't even be a kenny omega fan right like that's real shit, man. If Seth Rollins ever gets unleashed, you're probably not going to be a fan of Jay White or Kenny Omega anymore. Flat out. Uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah, Seth Rollins is an excellent choice for this man. Yeah, yeah. I, Matt Riddle. Yeah. Hard, to, hard, to, hard to argue with that run that Matt Riddle's on right now. Yeah, yeah I think it's either it's either freaking money in the bank or it's bro in the bank and I, those are i can't pick one those are my two picks either way i think it'll be a good show it, money in the bank almost always delivers except that weird covid one but hey it is what it is uh before we go oh i forgot about that i'm gonna totally butcher this dude's name but we all know who i'm talking about ariel hawani i think i got it right uh logan paul has signed a deal with wwe just announced on twitter Per sources, it's a multiple-year deal to compete at multiple events per year. No return date set, but could be next month at SummerSlam. Miz would make a lot of sense. He also, uh, he being Logan Paul, in a third picture I found, uh, wrote on a piece of paper, Miz, I'm coming for you. So that makes sense. Um, Deal includes an undisclosed number of premium live events across 2022 and 2023. He'll likely, I'm told, have his first big appearance at SummerSlam, but could be on TV before before that deal was signed yesterday. So here we go. Logan Paul and Miz SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, that's cool. We set it up at WrestleMania. I'll take it. We're officially in the upside down. <laughs> we are in the upside down. Mike, is there anything else you want to say to these fine, fine people? Don't blow uh, your fingers off. IWTV... We'll be playing Deathmatch Circus all weekend. There you go. Uh, so, you know, 10 bucks, and you can watch the circus all weekend. And that's a $10 a month subscription. Just <laughs> like the network. And, uh, you know, 10 bucks, You can watch all five events from the circus this weekend. And you can see me sitting in the front row, acting like a jack-off. 
<laughs> That's what we would all watch for, Mike. That's what we would all watch for. Guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you so much. Have a great week. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.